to another edition of Judgment Day where we cast stones, uh, word stones, not real stones, because that would be really illegal, uh, on Reddit posts. It's me, Matt Rebar, and I'm joined once again, Random Butyl and Logan Molnar on the chat. Looking great. I love it. Are we ready to tackle another one? So ready. I was born for this, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. All right, so here's, this title alone is pretty incriminating, so I'm gonna read the title, but I want you to know the title, the book, the book's cover, don't judge the book's cover on this one. Am I the asshole for giving my brother-in-law, a recovering alcoholic, a bottle of bourbon? Okay, not judging. Okay. Let's it sounds it. really bad, but let's hear oh, the Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Let's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that would sound good, but. All right. My brother-in-law works at a company that I own. So let's name the brother. Big bro owns the company. And then we'll Dennis. say, oh, Dennis. Okay. Dennis owns the company. And then the brother-in-law who's a recovering alcoholic will be. Charlie. Oh, Dennis and Charlie. Oh, my God. It's uh, oh, these names from God. Always Sunny in Philadelphia right now. Uh, you guys got me, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So the business is a franchised hotel, which due to competitive pressures requires us to have a bar on the premises. It's a high volume bar and twice a year or so, I'm sold an allocated bottle of bourbon as a gift from the distributor. Twice a year, we have employee appreciation dinner where we award prizes. And one of the prizes is the allocated bottle. Whoever wins the bottle usually sells it on the secondary market. For this raffle, we had a bottle of Pappy Van Winkles. For those not familiar, Pappy's is the most difficult to find bourbon and sells Mm. on the secondary market for about $3,000 a bottle. Oh my God. I think I buy my bourbon. (laughs) Whoa. We we appropriately named these characters. I got to tell you, 3,000, that bourbon better knock me out into a happy dreamlike state of acid trip fantasy for three days, 3,000 a bottle. That is insanity. I buy my alcohol for like 10 bucks. So Same, like maybe 20 on a lucky day. Um, <laughs> the employees were also very excited about the raffle because there was also a 75 inch TV. Wow. What company is this? Can I work yes. there? Can I be the concierge? Like the sexy concierge? Seriously. <laughs> um, my brother-in-law who doesn't work in the bar, by the way, one, Smart. the bottle of bourbon, the pappies and the raffle. In private, Dennis says, are you, he, Dennis asks the brother-in-law, are you going to sell it and not drink it, right? Um, and the brother-in-law, Charlie says, yes, we need the money. I'm going to sell it. That fact is important. I recommended to him that if he asked the person on the TV, you guys can trade prizes. But Charlie said, no, I'm keeping the bourbon. I'm going to sell the bourbon. This was a yeah. fr- on a Friday night, by the way. Ain't no way that that TV's worth three thousand dollars. Well, well, let me let me take a look because he posted a picture. Oh, it's a picture of the bourbon. I don't care about the bourbon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> do. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Monday, <laughs> Charlie, our little bourbon winner, misses work. No one can get a hold of him. I call my sister, his wife. No answer. Later that day, my sister calls me up. Brother-in-law Charlie is in jail on a DUI. From what I can piece together, he fell off the wagon, drank the entire bottle of Pappies after he got home, got into an argument with the wife, then did a liquor store run later that Friday evening, and that's when he was arrested. Did it say how long he's been sober? No. Well, at least not as of now. Okay. 
Um, at first, my sis, Dennis's sister's begging me not to fire Charlie. And they said that they didn't want to tell me. But then I told her how he won the raffle and I gave him the bottle that was alleged he was going to sell. Sister hears this and flips out. She blames me for the predicament. I tell her he, I had no choice because he won the raffle, which was held in front of the on-duty staff. She says, I should have just given him the cash. Uh, no, he paid 200 bucks for the bottle, which he can sell for 3,000, but the brother is, brother-in-law is not going to just give him 3,000 for the bottle. You know, he's like, you could sell it for 3,000. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis's sister says that he knew that Charlie was an alcoholic and that he could have said no. I could he could have pulled the raffle, he could have rigged it so they didn't win. But my reasoning, you know, Dennis's reasoning is that Charlie walks by the bar several times a day, every day without a problem. So he had no reason to doubt him when when Charlie himself said he could control himself and not drink and that he was gonna sell the bottle. Also, it's not exactly easy to hire right now in our industry. So I can't just pull the rug on someone the staff are looking forward to. We do this regularly. And I didn't know he was going to win. I don't do the raffle. My managers do the raffle anyway. So it's not like he, you know, he's not involved in this raffle, right? Yeah. I'm being blamed. The sister wants me to, him to pay for the cost of the DUI. I'm still debating that one. I do feel kind of at fault, but am I the asshole for giving my brother-in-law, Charlie, the recovering alcoholic, the bottle of bourbon under the above circumstances? This is this one that has, I think, a lot going on. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's hard. Cause I mean, you can't force somebody to, you know, like, I mean, first of all, switch prizes. You can't say you have to give up this $3,000 that you're going, going to, you say, sell for a TV that might be worth only a thousand dollars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's, you know, a loss of $2,000. That's something that that's significant. Um, you also you can't really force him to give it up, can you? If, again, he paid money to possibly win it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Maybe he sh- the brother, Charlie, shouldn't have entered um, the contest in the first place? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. It Ooh, sounds well. like all of the employees were entered into the contest. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like everyone's name was in the bucket. From the, like, it doesn't sound like it was like a Chinese raffle. What's the one where you, okay. you you go in with your tickets? It sounds like everyone's name's on the sheet and boom, that's how the winners decided. Didn't he say that uh, he paid $200 mm-hmm. to be entered though? No, no, he paid 200 bucks for that whiskey that normally is sold much higher because of the, the oh, distributor. Okay. So the hotel's bar, that's like their gift for like, thanks for choosing Got us. It. Here's okay. a cheaper bottle of an expensive whiskey. Oh, I'm caught up, okay. Yeah. So the so Charlie paid nothing. No, Charlie just won it. Oh. Hmm. Well, the entire angle that Dennis is coming from is that it's the assumption that everyone sells it. So, you know, he's got to also assume that there are going to be people who don't sell it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is a case where the person did not sell it. And... Well, he didn't force Charlie to drive in a car, mm-hmm. get in a fight with his wife. Um, in the alcohol industry, just straight up, you have a responsibility to keep people safe. And that mm-hmm. is when you're a bartender and you deal with alcohol, that is your first responsibility mm-hmm. is making sure you're being responsible with the spirits 
about you know whatever mm-hmm. um so he w- it was a very irresponsible move for him to make he did win under the you know under the contest that he didn't have to sign up for or, or you know he didn't pay for but using using the like denying it because or making the excuse of like oh well people sell it um that's not good enough that's yeah. just not a good enough excuse mm-hmm. and um you know he he didn't cause this guy to get a DUI but you have but to family. people yeah i mean he is and like, he i mean he could have he could have even been like oh like i'll hold down the bottle and then i'll drop it off at your house you know tomorrow or something when his sister was going to be there the wife mm-hmm. so it was more of a, a or texted uh his sister and been like hey just a heads up mm-hmm. charlie won the bottle i don't i just wanted to let you know just mm-hmm. because he's a recovering out you know something like that absolutely absolutely it's tough because to me it feels like damned if you do damned if you don't you know yeah. you take the bottle away from him oh well you don't trust me i told you i mm-hmm. wasn't gonna drink it i told you i'm gonna sell it like why can't you trust me i i can handle myself versus what happened so mm-hmm. it, it's like what's the lesser of those evils and i gotta say it's probably just being like i'm not giving this to you um yeah even sometimes if there's you- a scene that happens right but Sometimes you got to be the tough guy asshole and put your foot down Mm -hmm. to protect your friends and family when you know there's a risk to it. But again, you know, this falls on the onus of personal responsibility. You know, if I know I have a certain issue, you know, I'm going to have to realize that that issue might come up. Like, for example, let's say I just hate being wrung out by men at the grocery store. Only female cashiers. I I only identify with female cashiers can't stand a man at the cashier just he's the worst and i go to the store and there's six male cashiers no female cashiers i gotta deal with it it sucks it's not what i want right i have to deal with it Uh, and granted that is such a (laughs) minuscule version (laughs) of this but again you know he make a he made some good points too like he's the one telling me it's fine i'm gonna sell it don't worry about it. i'm not gonna drink it and he's the brother and i think that's part of it too like it's the brother and you're like well i trust my brother why would yeah, my brother lie you, to you, me you you want to trust them but but at the same time being an alcoholic is such a it you know it's not like it's just something that happens sometimes mm-hmm. it's like it's an addiction it's a mental health issue that sometimes it just you know, you want to try to be safe and be smart and not let it consume you. But, some, you know, when you're handed a bottle and said, like, here you go, this is for you, you know? I would be curious to know how long has he been sober? Yeah, what I really want to know that. What has he done? You know, because there's plenty of people who are alcoholics, but not necessarily, like, belligerent or destructive <laughs> or you know you know what i yeah, mean like so it's like driving when drunk and you know, yeah like if he's only been sober for 60 days and 60 days previous he got a dui you know what i yes. mean like that to me would also at, reflect for sure at that point it's yeah but if it's been like 15 20 years yeah. and he's never like gotten a dui never gotten in like public nuisance charge or anything for being drunk and he's just you know drinks too much when he does drink mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Also, he is the brother-in-law, so he might not know the severity of it all. 
I mean, I couldn't imagine that um, his sister wouldn't tell him, you know, like just heads up since you guys work with a bar and all this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he might not know how mm-hmm. serious, serious it was. Yeah, really good points there. Very good points there. Well, should we cast some judgment on our Dennis fellow here? If, is he the asshole or not? Logan, should we start with you? No, start with Raina. <laughs> <laughs> Raina, should we start with you? <laughs> I think he's the asshole. I don't think he's completely responsible, Mm -hmm. but I do think he's an asshole. Mm. Just Mm -hmm. because um, you have, you know, in that industry, you have a responsibility to be safe. Mm -hmm. That he is responsible for. He is not responsible for the DUI because ultimately that person does make their own decisions Mm -hmm. and they suffer the consequences of those decisions. Mm But you don't give somebody who who has demonstrated that they can't handle it that thing. And mm-hmm. that is just, I mean, that's just straight up is mm-hmm. he's an asshole for that. Mm-hmm. And Logan, what do you think? It's like, I want to say everyone sucks here, but I, you know, I don't think you can say that Charlie sucks. You know, he made a, de- he made a decision mm-hmm. and... Ooh, I don't want to say he sucks, but I think that everyone is a little bit at fault. Mm-hmm. If that's <laughs> everyone's at fault here, because <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to say like, yeah, he like he should have known better and mm-hmm. X Y Z. Because I don't know his life, and that's mm-hmm. a big consum- uh, assumption to make about someone. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, maybe. I don't know. Dennis could have texted the sister or not given it to him, stopped over with it the next day. Mm-hmm. Charlie could have just, I don't know. Again, I don't want to blame him, but I do think that it's not just Dennis's fault. Mm-hmm. So we have three different responses because I'm going to go Ooh. light, not the asshole here. Okay. Um, and, and to be fair, I wish we had a little bit more context. I really, yes. the, the things I want to know is, how long has he been sober? What other incidents have happened because of his alcoholism? I would also like to know a little bit more like that conversation where he was like, uh, you know, I can take the bottle from you. Like, you don't have to have mm-hmm. the bottle. Uh, no, no, no. Like, because like, I'm wondering, like, was it one of those things where he wasn't planning on drinking it and then something set him up, something happened yeah. or like someone made a comment like, oh, open it up, baby. Like, or was it like a lie? Did he know the whole time? Like, I'm going to drink this yeah. and I don't give him an F. Because, like, that, too, is, like, kind of malicious that someone actually is trying to help you and you're like, nah, I'm drinking this. It's $3,000 yeah. worth of the bourbon. I'm going to do it. Um, the thread agrees with me, and they don't Ooh. think he's the asshole. Here's the top comment. Um, I'm an alcoholic. And I'm going to go not the asshole. You asked him if he'd be okay, and he was sure. He said yes. He made the choice to walk away with it. He did not put his recovery first. It's on him. It's on you. Alcoholics that have been sober for a while are often okay around alcohol within reason. It depends on the person. You had no reason to believe he would relapse. He made that choice. Um, I know it's really hard and I struggle every effing day. I know. Keep trying. I fail a lot too. I do not even have two months after a relapse recently. Each day is new. You know who you are. Maybe learn who you want to be. I'm still trying to do that as well. I'm right there with you. Um, another top comment, you know, given the situation, not the asshole, you didn't just gift your recovering brother-in-law a bottle of booze. He won it. That at is a true. Event. You aren't responsible for his actions no more than you'd be responsible for, say, a diabetic winning a cake at the event and then go in and do a diabetic coma after binge eating the cake. Um, 
Another top comment. Okay, so after reading your entire post, not the asshole, you made sure to clarify he wouldn't drink it and even suggested he traded away. It was his decision to drink an entire bottle after refusing the different ways he could have gotten rid of it. So again, there were, I think, a few options presented. He didn't take any of them up. You know, even as simple as, you know what, hold on to it for me. Like, that's, to me, like a no-brainer. Yeah. But It's so hard because it's like I agree with all of that. And, and it's like I don't think anyone sucks, but I also do think everyone sucks. I'm just, I'm very in the middle on this one. It's hard to have a final, yeah, I don't even, I don't know. This well, you know, and I picked the ones, I picked these ones, the ones that we've been doing, because to me, they are so middle ground. Mm -hmm. It's not clear cut. Some of these, you know, for those who are familiar with the Am I the A-hole thread, some of them are very cut and dry. It's like, am I the a-hole for cutting out a toxic person who wants to kill me? And it's like, no, of course you're not the a-hole for that. You know, or other ones where it's like, you know, I spat at, you know, this little kid who was just trying to pick up soccer ball in my front yard. Am I the asshole? Of course you're the a-hole in that. But this one, there's just so many like things that you're, it's like you're an back onion. and forth. There's layers. Layers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this one, our judgment was pretty skewed, but I think we can all agree that it is. There was some dimensions here, and it's, I mean, it's There's hard. a lot to None it. None of us are alcoholics. None isn't of there, us... isn't there oh, an answer where um, you need more information to be able to make a judgment? Isn't that like a Reddit? Yeah, that will come up sometimes. More info. I, I definitely think this is one of those situations where more information mm -hmm. is definitely needed to mm -hmm. make a final mm -hmm. decision. Yeah, and I'm wondering, I, I would have liked a paragraph about the history and how long he's been mm -hmm. sober, but I, I guess in his original post, he just wanted to get more to the meat of the story. But again, you know, if it, it's like if you're with that person who has that behavior and that history, you know, it, but like you said, if this has been like, it's been years, he seems fine, he's been doing great. You, what, and again, you take you him said his word, you know, he walks past a bar every day. He probably maybe sometimes deals with bottles there and stuff, yeah. but it's not the same as handing him a bottle mm -hmm. and saying, here, leave with this. So it's, yeah. there's, oh, it's like an that's onion, a, man. That's another good point. Uh, another good point too. You know, it's different to be like around it versus mm -hmm. it's in your hands. And like, you, you know what I mean? Like that, that's... and someone's asking you like, here, this is yours. Leave with it, yeah. you know? Oh, well, that was a tough one. I'm sweating bullets, probably because it's so hot in this room. But anyway, thank you for joining us on another Judgment Day, and we'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye. Judgment Day is a podcast by Starvolt Studios. Judgment Day is executively produced by Matt Rebar, Logan Molnar, and Raina Butel. For more awesome content, just go to StarvoltStudios.com or on their Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page.